Hello and welcome to the Fabulous by Design podcast. I'm your host, Evie. I am excited you are listening today. This show inspires and empowers you to take the next step towards a life you can't stop thinking about. I am bringing in people from all over the world with authentic and inspiring stories. People who change their lives from good to better, from miserable to great, turned strategy into hope and became successful entrepreneurs and business owners, living their dream life on their own terms. Grab your favorite note-taking device, lean back and get inspired. I believe that everything you need to create the life of your dreams is already within you. Hello to Australia. Today with me is Megan. Megan is a life alignment coach and she helps women over 40 find who they are so they can go from self-abandonment to self-expression. Hello, Megan. Thank you for joining me today to this amazing conversation. I know it's going to be amazing. Would you like to introduce yourself to our listeners? Yes, thank you for having me. I'm excited to share with your audience and explain what all of that means that you <laughs> just said. But yeah, as you can tell from my accent, I'm in Australia and I have been in this space for around eight years intentionally. But I like to think that my coaching journey started a very long time ago when I became a hairdresser. I started out as a hairdresser and I became, yeah, well, I mean, if you think about it, we are a bit of a counsellor when we're, when we're in, got our clients in the chair. Uh, People tend to tell you things that they, you know, may not tell other people or they share their worries with you. And I became very fascinated with human behaviour Uh, from a very young age, like early in my career, I've always worked closely with people. And I've found that over the years, people have the same things that hold them back, uh, no matter what it is that they're doing. And moving into the coaching space more intentionally, or personal coaching, I've noticed that it's exactly the same. Mm -hmm. We are the ones that hold ourselves back. And the things that get in the way. It doesn't matter what area of life we're looking at. It's always there. And those are the things that we need to move through and transform. So I am excited to be able to be in a position where I do that and uh, a lot more intentionally now. Mm -hmm. Are you saying, Megan, that it's not something holding us back, but we are holding back ourselves? Yeah. All right. All right. What was the, the, the spark that inspired you to start your business? You said you were initially a hairdresser, so you had a, mm-hmm. people would say a secure job, right? You were going to work uh, like everybody else and suddenly, or maybe not so suddenly, you decided to do something else. What was the last spark that, sparked, uh, that uh, mm-hmm. inspired you to go on this journey? Yeah, well, I mean, I've been, at, I would say that I'm still a hairdresser. I still cut my VIPs, my mm-hmm. you know, family, <laughs> children, partner. Lucky um, but I, when I started having children, I became mum. Obviously, my role changed quite <laughs> dramatically. And I, while I was still hairdressing part-time, as they got older, I moved out of that space and started, I always had something on the side. Mm-hmm. I always had you know, a, a, a business or direct selling or something that I was working on on the side that was mine. And 
that I could put myself into and grow through. And that's why I say when I've always, like, I've always worked closer with people uh, in, in everything I've done. So I don't know that it was a, a sudden change, but it's certainly over time I realised that I am somebody that is, I like to run my own clock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I've all, and then obviously I had to do that when I had children. Well, I didn't have to, but that's what I chose to do. So I've moved more into that space over time. And about eight years ago, I decided that I wanted to learn how to have an online business, mm-hmm. like how to have something that was online that I could work around my family and work around my children and and that made my, you know, the whole money, make money while you're sleeping idea. But I knew nothing about being online. I I was flat out sent attaching an email to attaching an attachment to an email when I first started. So I had a big learning curve in front of me. Uh, but I was lucky enough to connect with uh, an online academy where I pretty much learned everything that I needed to know from building a website to building an audience to building a brand. And that's where I fell in love with personal branding. Mm-hmm. So I went through the, the part of that course where we develop a personal brand and we uncover who we are. And I I just really resonated with that process because of everything I've already said. And so I was invited to be a coach for that part of the academy, which was a very big honour at the time. This was eight years ago. I was one of the first coaches that they had. And so what I was able to do was to, re- like I said, be more intentional with working closer with people to uncover what it, who it is that they are. So the branding uh, was, the personal branding, the way that we were approaching it was rather than us slap a, a brand and a logo and pretty colours onto something that's not actually true and authentic, Mm-hmm. or what you think you should be branding or what you think you should be putting out there online, let's actually uncover who you are and then let's put the final touches on that so then you can show up authentically and you can attract the right people that like you for you. And so obviously that was, you know, in that that business space. What I found though was when I got feedback from my clients or my students, the feedback that I got was that they had more of it had more of an impact uncovering that about themselves. It had more of an impact on their relationships and on their personal life than it did on their actual business. And some people didn't even go ahead and build their business because what they uncovered was that was not actually what they wanted to do. So I got a lot more passionate about that self-actualization piece and that self-discovery. And so that's how I ended up now. We're in the space that I'm in now. I've been in this space for about four years where I work with individuals more than business owners to help them uncover who they are now because we're not the same people we were when we were in our 20s and 30s. Like I'm in my 40s now. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm a completely different person than I was back then and we need to rediscover that as we get older and rediscover what's true for us now. And so that same process that I was doing in the branding space is exactly the same process now. We all need to uncover the, what's real about us. So love this, what you are saying. I so love this. I am now in my mid-30s and I went on this new discovery journey, so to say, about two years ago, 
And it truly felt like, you know, being stuck somewhere where I don't belong anymore, right? And I think it's just a very sad, sad place to be and to be stuck for your lifetime if you don't like there, you know, to look what's beyond, like where else can we go and to realize, okay, I'm not anymore that 25 year old or the 20 year old and uh, like life involved, right? Things are going on. And what you said, I love that because as well, a client of mine where um, she initially thought she wanted to start a business in the event industry, because that was what she really, really uh, is good at, what she loved doing back then. But then we discovered during our work that there are so many obstacles, you know, like internal obstacles coming that way, where she then eventually had to say like, oh my God, it's not just because I'm good at it that this is what I want. And now we change direction completely. And I think I just, I can share this passion of discovery with you. And you said that, a big change plan happened when you turned 40. Would yes. you like to share with us? Yeah, I can. You, for sure. you are, like you said, it was a holy shit moment for you. <laughs> I did say that. Yes, I have said that. Uh, it was because let me tell you this. When I turned 30, I had, I literally had my daughter on my 30th birthday. So I had three children by that stage. I felt like I'd arrived somewhere. I felt like... I'd finally grown up and I had, you know, all this wisdom to share and I was ready to do that. And, you know, I just felt like I'd just energized turning 30. I felt like I'd arrived somewhere big. And then I turned 40 and I felt like I blinked and it was <laughs> that 10 years just disappeared. Because obviously being a mum, it's a, a big job and it and it really does take a lot of your time and your focus and your energy. And as much as I was I've always been someone that's quite ambitious and I've always had, like I said, something that I was doing on the side for myself. I still felt like that time went really fast. So when I turned 40, I felt like I should be happier. I felt mm -hmm. like I should be wealthier. I felt like I should be more successful and I felt like I should be more in love and all the things. I was just shooting all over myself, as I call it. And it was because that of how I felt compared to how I felt when I turned 30 to how I felt then, I was like, where did that time go? I felt like I'd achieved nothing. Well, I had nothing, but I felt like I should have achieved more. Mm -hmm. And so that moment for me was like I really just had, I, I just really had to dig deep and figure out why I felt like that. And one of the things that ended up coming up for me was I realised that I had not been being me. Ouch. What I mean by that is a lot of the decisions that I'd made were to please the people around me. They weren't really to please me. So I also haven't told you so far about a little bit about my journey, just a, a back step for a second, that I grew up as the ultimate people pleaser. Mm -hmm. uh, so I did not like upsetting the people. I did not like being someone that would upset anyone around me. I didn't like anyone being upset around me, whether it had anything to do with me or not. I would want to try and do something about that. I just wanted people to be happy. And I grew up as a, a, like with a good girl attitude. Good girl attitude. Oh, exactly. Yeah. That's such a good way to put it. And I have to write that down. Uh, yeah, I was the ultimate good girl. And so I just didn't identify with that anymore. 
Mm-hmm. And I just had to rediscover who I really was. The other thing that coincided with turning 40 was my children were older, and my boys in particular. They didn't need as much of my time. So that created more space for me to kind of fill with something else. Uh, and I also found that I had grown apart in my relationship as well in terms of like what we wanted and where we thought we would be and where we thought we would be headed. So there was a, a lot of things that changed around that time and then I had to kind of go through this transition of who I without those things or who am I on the other side of those things. And so that's why I say it was a bit of a holy shit moment. Mm. <laughs> I can you know, a few all together, but in a very short space of time. Mm-hmm. I think this can be quite heavy, especially because it, it doesn't come to us as a feeling of, oh my God, it's time to change something. It's not like, a, you know, a sparky moment. It comes more in a way where we feel that we did not succeed. It feels more like, oh, something went wrong here and it gets this negative taste to it where I I believe if we sit too long in that right in like almost like you're throwing yourself a pity party because you turned 40 you turned 30 you turned 50 and you're like oh my god I should have been there I should have done this but this is actually only what I would say society tells us or how we grew up in all our beliefs that we should have done certain things on a certain age and um accordingly to the plan and please just don't do anything different because you know it might be dangerous for you you might fail you might be laughed at people will not like you anymore right so and I think this is holding so many people back and I would like you to ask like if somebody like that's experienced that thing you just mentioned right like a holy shit moment right and you also realize, okay, I've got to change something. Where do we start? Well, that's such a good question. So the first thing I think that we need to do in that moment is just recognize what it is for what it is. So, you know, you can't move in any direction if you don't acknowledge where you are. So it's just owning it. And I that can be the, it can, it's the first step, but it's the hardest step. Acknowledging. Yeah, just Mm -hmm. acknowledging where you are, acknowledging acknowledging what's real, acknowledging that, yes, you played a part in getting where you are and that's okay. Mm -hmm. So that to me is the first step. It's also the hardest one, I think, because we have to look in the mirror and we have to own some stuff that perhaps we don't want to own. But, yeah, just recognising where you are would be the first step. That's what I had to do mm-hmm. and then be okay with it and be okay with it yeah. yeah did this new discovery of yourself also benefit you in your business yes so this is something that I am super grateful for because I was already in this space at that time so I'm 45 now so I as I said started working as a personal coach when I was like eight years ago and then I moved, it kind of all coincided with me moving more into the per, into the self-actualization space. So away from business and more into person, like working one-to-one with, with people. And 
because I was going through it myself, as in what everything I just shared, I am somebody who, or I'm the type of coach who eats their own cooking. So I'm not somebody who's going to be saying something to someone to to do something and not be doing it myself. I also was surrounded by the people I was working with who were also working in that space and were able to hold space for me. And I'm I'm 100% aware that some people listening may not have that, but I'm super grateful that I was surrounded by people who do the kind of work that I do in order to hold space for me to uncover that my mm-hmm. own, myself at a deeper level. So, yes, it helped my business because it helped be, me be more authentic in my business. And so I was learning and growing at the same time and therefore the momentum the momentum that I gained from that was huge now five years later my entire life has done a complete 180 in every area I'm with an amazing man that has that loves me for who I am he met the real me therefore I don't have to hide at all it's just like all loves all the quirks all the things um, so, you know, that's amazing. My health is better than it's been because I'm just, you know, I, it filters into every area. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it is that the momentum has filtered into every area of my life, but in particular, my business, I'm so clear on who it is that I want to help and why. And I know that it works because I've done it. Mm-hmm. And there's also a big potential out there because even, you know, sometimes we think that our knowledge or that what we gained in our life, the experiences are just so, you know, random because we've been through it. It's nothing new anymore. But I always like, you know, to make people aware of that, that mm-hmm. let's say 80% of this world has never ever heard of a possibility to make a change in life. Right yeah. on on the first of all that you're allowed to if you want to if something makes you unhappy and you can literally let it go or mm. that you can seek help in order to you know change around everything in your life every area in your life so yes. uh, I always like to encourage people to say like that what you gain from your life experience and what you learned is so unique to you and there is a lot of you know space out there and lots of need out there to help people and I get all this I'm so happy for you you discovered that and what I don't know if you can confirm that but once you reach that you know that authenticity you speak about and the full being you so you can express yourself you have a partner who loves you the way you are you're you're just again nobody else right that these are the moments when things come to you with ease right Yes, absolutely. And that's what that's why I love helping people free themselves up. So as as you know, I have a podcast myself called Freed to Be You. And that is I have very similar conversations to the one we're having now. And I just want to give people permission to go on that journey, because I know that once you do, and the reason I say freed with a D my business is called Freed to Be You Too. The reason I say freed with a D is because it's on the other side of that decision, the freedom. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we can be free to do it, but if we don't do it, 
we're still going to be where we are. So it's the freed part. Free yourself up and be freed to be you. So you need to go on that journey. And once you do, that's when things come a lot easier, when things flow to you a lot easier because you're vibrating on a completely different level. Mm-hmm. And your eyes are looking up. You're looking up and out at the world instead of, do you know what I mean? And so you're, you see things you didn't see before. I guess that's what I'm trying to say because you know what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And also, like, if you want, can let go of the worry or can let go of the part in your life that worries you, that causes you, like, you know, I don't know, maybe constant fatigue or like, you know, blurriness and whatever it is. Once this is all like, you know, gone and you feel that freedom, this lightness, right? That it's just mm. so much easier to see, right? It's not that we don't see it before. Potentially we would see it, but we would never acknowledge it as a chance because it just seems like it's such a burden and extra you know, yeah. to to conquer while we are sitting in this, let's say, unhappy, dark faces. And once we get, if we can get rid of that, I truly believe that then we suddenly, yeah, we just see things and opportunity arises. And I'm, I'm so thankful you're sharing this with us from your own experience, because all I want to do is to, you know, you want to give people permission to change their lives. And I, I just want to see that there are people like we all are we all been through something and we all made it and it's just such a um became such a mission of mine to show that this is possible right that you can and i also see that that if you make a change one change in your life like you discovered who you are that all your areas in life started like adapting accordingly aligning yeah and that's where the alignment part of you know when i say i'm an alignment coach because I don't think anyone is qualified to teach life. And one of my best friends says this all the time. Oh, that's uh, interesting. No, right? <laughs> We're not, no one's qualified to teach that. Life happens and we we go through it and, it and chaos continues to come our way and it's about navigating that. So what I believe I do and want to do is help people navigate their life in a way, like get out of autopilot Mm-hmm. or out of the passenger seat and back into the driver's seat and actually make choices that are in alignment with the things that are important to you. We need to uncover those things and then you need to learn how to drive the car again. Mm-hmm. Scary right? part. Yeah, because it's one thing to have this nice fluffy experience and go, yeah, these are my values, this is, what I, this is my vision, this is what I want to move towards. But how do you do that? Mm-hmm. how do you do that and and we need to be we need to know how to realign when we get knocked off course or we take a wrong turn because we're going to do that things are going to come our way and and our life is going to go on and we're going to experience life and then we need to know how to get back on track and so I feel like it's kind of it's important for people to look, to learn how to do that and on that just one thing you said before about the things that hold us back. One of the things that I felt I had to uh, overcome was the inner critic. I talk a lot about that. So that inner voice in us that's there to keep us safe. It's there to keep us small. It's there to stop us from failing and, you know, making a wrong turn, like I just said. But it is also the thing that gets in the way of us doing it anyway. And 
what I found really powerful is uncovering what that voice is saying and why. The origin, like where did that start? What is it about? Why is it so loud when we finally be brave enough to do something different than we've done before? And what is it actually there? What's the purpose of it? Well, it's there to keep you safe. It's there to stop you failing. But the thing is, and I know I'm sure you find this with your clients, is that we learn more out of the darkest times of our life. We learn more out of the times when we fail than the things that we succeed at. Absolutely. So we need Absolutely. to do those things. Mm-hmm. We need to be brave enough to shut that voice up. And there's a whole other strategy around, you know, being able to do that. Well, it's not going to go anywhere. It's always going to be there because it's there for a reason. Mm-hmm. But we just need to understand it so then we can just keep driving. <laughs> just put it in the nap, put it in the back seat. <laughs> yes. Yeah, put it back. I always say like there is, another, there is another more quiet voice yeah. in the back that tells you that you can. Correct. Just that, so you know, we, we don't, we never learned to listen to it or... Maybe we did as we were small, but you know, as life proceeds and as life goes, we more and more tend to ignore that voice because we are living according to rules somebody has made up for us, which I always like, I also want to mention that I am not against society person. I think we need society, right? This is what keeps us together. This is what, uh, you know, makes us, what also keeps us safe in a way. And we need each other. And we need to also learn how we can live alongside each other, right? But I still think within society, we can be our own individual, Mm -hmm. right? And uh, discovering that, I think, is a huge gift. And thank you, Megan, for you assisting and doing this amazing job because I think it could benefit so many people. Yeah, it's so can. And and I you're right. We do have that other voice like I you know, your intuition or whatever we want to call it, we refer it to as, but we can't hear that voice when we pay attention to the mm-hmm. the negative. So we need to learn to shift gears, right? Turn that one down, turn that one up. And there's ways that we can do that. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Um what advice would you give to someone who maybe got a little bit of awareness, maybe after listening now or a bit earlier already that, oh my gosh, I got to change something here. What advice can you give to people who are on this stage of, I don't really know what to do? Mm. Do you know what I would say? If you're listening to this and you feel that pull, the first thing I want you to do is, well, you could do one of two things, grab a pen and paper and write it down. Just, just acknowledge it so that you can like see it with your eyes because that's another sits in your head, get it out of your head where you can see it. If you're extra brave, you could ring the person you trust the most and tell them. If you're even braver than that, you could reach out to me and we can have a conversation about that. And we can see because you know what? There's a lot of people in the world that do the kind of work that I do. We all do it differently. I can't serve everybody and I may not be your person, but if I'm the person that gives you that, that the catalyst that gets you to do something, then I'm in, I'm all in because we need to be, we need to feel comfortable and safe with the person that we do open up to. And if there isn't anyone in your life and you do want to talk to somebody, then you can obviously reach out to you too, but more than happy to have that conversation, but please acknowledge it. Just write it down if that's all you do. 
Even do a voice note to yourself. Just do something so that it's out of your head and it's it becomes real. I believe when we put pen to paper or when we speak something, it becomes tangible. Yes, out of your head, everything out, because I think within our head it just creates a mess and it creates fear and anxiety because our brain always thinks like so much faster than we can actually follow and it doesn't really give clear answers because it's like so much ahead and you just you know you're just here at that point and your brain is already 10 years ahead and pointing you out all the obstacles that you might come across right so yeah I I I love that um paper and pen thing a lot I do yes (laughs) yeah thank you so much for sharing and one of my favorite questions I like to ask is what do people misunderstand the most about you Ooh. You know what? A lot of people think that I'm an extrovert because I am quite self-expressed and comfortable, I guess, being Mm -hmm. me. But I wasn't always like this. And I am only, like, I'm 51% extrovert. So I'm on the cusp. (laughs) I don't know. There's Mm -hmm. a term for that apparently. But I this is learned behaviour. Oh, I see. Yeah, I was not always somebody who would put myself out there. I was not always brave. I was I was not always um, this comfortable expressing myself. Mm-hmm. But over time and with the confidence to do that has come from understanding myself more and getting rid of the fear like we just spoke about. So, yeah, I think that's probably the thing that people most <laughs> misunderstand mm-hmm. like this. There was a lot of work to get where I'm at. I'm not just, you know, someone that, that just comes out and, yeah, I came out of the womb like this. No, I did not. Mm-hmm. I was <laughs> like, it's not all roses and rainbows. Um, I was shy once. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. I feel you. I've been there too. I, I said thank you so much. I so appreciate for uh, sharing your story, for this encouragement we just heard here. And I will get all the notes everything you have sent me and put it down in the show notes so people can easily reach out to you with a single click so they can uh, write you ask you and potentially have that one conversation that might change their lives thank you so much for being here megan thank you for having me Hey, do you want to create fantastic reels with unique captions quickly? This script has saved me time and brought back the fun of creating reels. The writing, transcript editing and recording program automatically detects errors, arms and speech gaps and much more. I became an affiliate of this script because it eliminates the sucky part of reel and video editing and adds much value to my work as a coach and creator. You can try this script for free by clicking the link in the show notes and reach out to me if you need help with your first edits.